What is up, everybody? Welcome to a special bonus edition of the Fiends Podcast. We're back with another round of Bad Shows, Volume 2. If you listen to our most recent episode, we got together with our guitarist, Chino. <laughs> our guitaro, Chino. Uh, our guitarist, Chino. And we kind of went down memory lane and... Uh, we got a little sentimental and, and, and talking about the good old days and it's a, it's a fun conversation that we had. So we, uh, yeah, definitely go back and check out that episode, but today we're going to have some fun and we're going to, uh, revisit some of the worst shows we've ever had. And we've had plenty so much so that this is the second volume and we could probably do a third volume. So, uh, as always, I am Larry and I am joined by my co-host Nick and we have our special guest, Chino. Hello. How's it going, people? (laughs) AKA. AKA. Draven Doyce. Draven Doyce. Real quick plug, I want to remind everybody, follow us on social media, facebook.com slash The Fiends Podcast, Instagram at The Fiends Podcast, and uh, our YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash TX. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the podcast. We drop episodes every single Friday, so Find the video version of the podcast or listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, yeah, man, let's let's just get straight to it. Do, do you all have any, like, uh, bad shows that come to mind? Uh, yeah, I want Chino to talk about this one. Yeah, I don't... I don't. I don't recall having any bad shows, but uh, I so, think I'll just make some up. Um, yeah, that's the thing, right? So we should probably... I, I don't forgot think- my cord one time. Maybe that one's it. It's okay. At least you didn't forget your guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, well, by the way, Rolly is still also here. <laughs> that was Rolly. <laughs> yeah, so I'll let's- just buy another one. <laughs> let- yeah, let's talk about that. That time that Roly forgot his uh, guitar at the VFW, and you he forgot th- my guitar. Oh, he forgot. Your- That's true. <laughs> and you would think that like Roly would be the one to go pick it up, but no. Instead, it was Chino that had to go pick it up. Yeah, well, I lived over here, so I live over here in the McAllen area. And Don't he- defend him. It's in Harrington. Okay, yeah, I had to come pick it up. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, I came I came to pick it up, you know. Luckily, dude. you know the guy was so awesome, and he actually dude, yeah, the guy who used to run the yeah. W was fucking cool. Yeah, he he he. Uh, when I went, I I told the guy the situation. I told him, hey, we forgot a guitar. It's black, and I gave him the description of the guitar, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, man, I saw a guitar, and I, and I grabbed it, and I and I put it in the back. What does it look like? It looks like a guitar. <laughs> it, it has it has six strings and has some pickups. Oh wait, on wait, it. yeah, I I think I might have seen one of those. <laughs> Anyway, when he gave me the guitar, it wasn't our guitar, but I took it anyway. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was a guitar, man. He, the guy held it for us, man. And, and, that, was, uh, that was fucking cool of him. Yeah, man. So we were able to get it back. So hey, it uh, happens, man. I, it's water. It's water under the bridge. I don't even yeah, care. It's fucking get, hilarious. Sometimes the shows get hectic, and we get caught up on in, you know. And I guess so. I I should shit. probably preface this show with um, a lot of these shows were bad to nick and i but i don't know that any of these phased chino because he's always 
I don't think it, it ever occurred to him that we've had a bad show because a bad show to us is pretty good to him. Uh, it's not uncommon for him to be like, um, well, man, it happens. It happens. <laughs> oh, well, man. Oh, well, man. Yeah, I, I never, I never really, um, you have a very good attitude. Yeah, that's just, just, that's just what it is. You know, I'm, I'm just, a, I have a, such a good attitude. It's kind of like, well, you know, I mean, well, shit happens, man. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't dwell on it, you know, cause I know that it'll, it'll mess with my mind. You know, all, all you can do is really just, you you know, when something like that happens, you know, I, I, all I think about is, you know, you got to redeem yourself the next show for sure, man. You got to do way better. You got to, you know, you know, do way better than, than what you did. You know, I mean, that's that's just my mentality, you know. Or you can just quit. Or, yeah, free. <laughs> I know I'm not going to quit. I'm just going to keep going. I, mean. uh, I, I remember shows. You remember we'd play like a... Like those shows where you get to the venue before the actual promoter. Oh, dude, those are those embarrassing. Are the worst, man. I remember we had one at at the Spark Plug, and we were like, I "Oh, don't know. dude, I forgot about that place, dude." Yeah, that was Edinburgh. I, yeah. yeah, we were like maybe the first or second band, but we got there and like an hour before the promoter ever got there. <laughs> It was like to the point where like the venue owner is just kind of staring at us, like not knowing what to do. He's like, well, we'll just wait outside, bro. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one with the window? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah. So, yeah. You, you want to you talk about that? Yeah, I definitely want to get to that because uh, that show was funny because uh, we get there, the promoters, there's some girl. Um, and, yeah, it took them forever just to get there. And then when we did actually play, if you remember, if you ever were went to the spark plug, there was a giant, like... Uh, window that oversaw like the the downtown area <laughs> yeah the, the, uh, like Edinburgh. the sh- street street corner or whatever and i remember we played and the show was really early it was probably like five six o'clock the sun was still out and like we have videos where like nick it looks so unhappy <laughs> it's probably the most unhappy i've ever seen him playing at a show because like you just see a bunch of like pedestrians just walking outside <laughs> casually. The moment, the moment that I I recall from that whole show was, here I am. I'm I'm getting down on the guitar. We're we're jamming hardcore. You know we're playing. We're doing our thing, and then I, I'm turn I turn around and I, and I look out the window and there's this this elderly couple just passing by looking at me like. <laughs> these kids doing what are these whippersnappers up to you like, that's the oh devil's my. music and i'm like oh my gosh like, yeah i can't get jiggy with this i can't get jiggy with this shit <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man you motherfuckers but, but that happened man. that happened man. It was, you know, and i ain't gonna never see you kiss, kiss my ass or what <laughs> but after i saw that i was just kind of like you know what i'm just gonna chill you know nobody dude cares. there's like a fucking full there was a full video at one point in time with of like one full song i'm literally singing and looking out the window the whole fucking song Who's you remember that <laughs> and I, I yeah i'm like i'm fucking screaming to the microphone just looking out the window at the street because i'm like well fucking nobody's here to pay attention to me anyway i might as well fucking get some scenery out of this bullshit <laughs> yeah man it was, it, it was you were so devoid of life that's I, I thought you were just gonna end it all like at that <laughs> show uh i felt like a zoo animal just everybody just staring <laughs> at us i'm just like this is fucking <clears throat> felt like harambe weird. Man. uh no it was edinburgh no it was edinburgh yeah yeah 
Um, <laughs> Nick, do you remember that one show? Is that Yerberia? And uh, I think we finished playing our set. Oh, remember that fuck. girl came up to us? Yeah, so we finished playing a set. At, <laughs> yes, so we finished playing a set at Yerberia. And like, there's some. Meanwhile, I'm married at the time. And so, like, there's, like, these two girls on the side of the stage, and they're like, oh, hey. I'm like, I go over there. I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're like, hey, um, we really liked your intro. And I was like, oh. I think we assume maybe, like, like, like our first I, I, song or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that was Death Grips, right? And for those who don't know, that we use a, a song by Death Grips for our intro. We used to. And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> it was like it yeah. was like a one minute yeah. intro. She and that's all she had to say. Like we really liked your intro, and I was just like, "Oh, cool." Thanks. But what about our set? And in my head, I'm like, "But fuck my band, right? Like we suck dick, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, so anyway, I, I just like kindly excused myself from the conversation, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Like, really? You're complimenting my intro? You couldn't even be like, hey, good set. By the way, we liked your intro, too. It's just a, oh, we liked your intro. The rest of the songs, eh, they kind of suck. But that intro, though. But that intro, made though. Made up for it. You remember those shows where you, those house shows where you get there and, like, the girl running it would be like, uh, didn't your band play already? Yeah, like, every fucking time. <laughs> it would be like, no, we just we got just got here. here. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> well, can y'all go home? <laughs> I I remember one where uh, it was another house show. Actually, the house show wasn't that bad. But I remember this is back in the day where if you wanted to promote your band, you would uh, you would burn your single on a bunch of CDs. <laughs> And then, yeah, I remember I got I got so like proactive. I was like, I'm gonna. I bought like 20, 30 CDs, and I burned our our single. And I was gonna I was gonna network. We were gonna pass them out at the show, and we were gonna. That's how we we're gonna get our name out there. And uh, we played the show. We passed out the demos, and I felt pretty proud of myself until I got home and realized that all those CDs that I passed out didn't have the songs on there <laughs> so essentially i just gave people a bunch of blank cds booty tank. Booty tank. it was booty hey man check out my new band check out my new song for my band but not really turn that down damn it <laughs> Can you imagine imagine being at that show and like maybe like for whatever reason you actually enjoyed our set or or maybe you didn't even hear a band and like this guy comes up to you is like hey man check out my band and you know uh, let us know what you think and I think I even put like the MySpace URLs or the Facebook whatever URLs in the background so they could find us other they they pop it in their CD player and like nothing comes out dude that's we even had people come out to us like yeah man you're the I got y'all CD, but there was nothing going. <laughs> that's true. That's that's the only reason we found out after the fact. We didn't. We had no idea. That's right. Somebody told us that, and we're like, oh fuck. We passed out like twenty of those things. So um, so check it out. Oh well, it happens. <laughs> it happens. So <laughs> so we um. 
when we first started like burn this day like we were still in high school we uh i shouldn't say we but larry was putting on shows at this place in san Diego called the chandelier so we were your typical like event hall for like quinceañeras and shit like that so we were playing shows there and <laughs> there was one time there's well, two stories and all involved the same guy the sound guy for the show his name was cookie um <laughs> what was that <laughs> cookie was his name so like bands would be fucking playing one more time cookie his name was cookie 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 so we were fucking playing song like bands would be playing and like in between songs this guy would get on the fucking microphone and be don't forget to get your nachos <laughs> get your nachos oh my god get your refreshments get your coke get your coke your nachos i'm like those nachos uh, were the shit. So, like, if you were trying to set a vibe and you're like, yeah, motherfuckers, get your nachos! Like, oh, fuck. So, this guy had, like, this guy felt the necessity to just get on his fucking microphone and talk whenever he wanted. <laughs> because there was this one time we were playing an intro for our set. And, like, mid-intro, he feels like, oh, I need to tell people what's going on. So he gets on the fucking microphone and he's like, all right, guys, burn this day's intro. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember there being like, shut up, <laughs> you, you fuck. <laughs> like, Thank you, Miss Lippy. <laughs> Thank you very much, Miss Lippy. Everybody give it up for Burn This Day's intro. They're trying to set a vibe in case you didn't know. This is uh, this is what real bands do. All right, guys. They're about to get into their breakdown. So let's set up for it. Get your nuts. <laughs> when did you become Polly Shore? Oh, tubular Weez, breakdown, Weez the bruh. Je- Oh fuck, dude! It, it, it's funny you bring up the chandelier. Like that brings up memories of like the stupid shit Chino <laughs> thought was cool, but in hindsight, wasn't. It was, it was, it was the first time I had I had my wireless. <laughs> yeah, 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 bro. Nick, tell that story. I'm that. So I'm gonna say the story, and I'm pretty sure this is verbatim how it went. So like we're getting like we're practicing at Larry's house and like getting ready for the show and. Chino has a wireless system, so he's all fucking stoked. And he's like, guys, I think we should do this. I'm like, what? I think like I should just be sitting down like on the side of the stage or something, you know, and just chilling. And then you guys can be up on the stage, like just get, getting set up. And all of a sudden, people will just hear like the song start. And people are going to be like, where the fuck is that music coming? Where's that guitar coming from? The guy on stage is not playing. I just went and home. then and then I'll just come up on the side of the stage and like just like freak everybody out because I have a wireless. <laughs> 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 and I think we were just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. I was like, come on, guys, I'll go home and then I'll come on stage. Yeah, I'll go back to my house in Harlingen and it'll still pick up. <laughs> Yeah, bro, and what if, what if, like, 
I descend from the rafters <laughs> suspended by wire with angel wings, but they're black angel wings. Like like Lestat. On fire. Because we're burned this day. <laughs> and like, we can burn it'll my it'll wings. Be symbolic, like like you know, like the archangel <laughs> or something, bro. Oh man. <sighs> so we're starting the song. <laughs> Or I was supposed to start this song. <laughs> what happened that time? You, you were you were like, oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> you were like, okay, let's do this. And they were like, yo, did you start playing or, or was it? How did, how did that? No, game? no, it's. I, I, I think it's even worse because uh, this is a big event hall. As Nick said, you typically do like weddings and quinceaneras in there or whatever. So there's a lot of open space. So they had some tables set up and then an open pit area or whatever in front of the stage. And um, the problem is there was no like no such thing as a backstage area. So like there's no mystery to anything. You could not like conceal anybody. So when Chino says that like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be playing and nobody will know where it's coming from. <laughs> what he meant to say is that he was sitting at like one of the front tables on the side. <laughs> and he's sitting down and playing. And then and clear- he sh- and clearly everybody there knew he was in the bed. <laughs> and oh, I, I was sh- eating nachos, bro. <laughs> I should probably mention like the house lights were on also. <laughs> so it's not like it was dark or anything like that. I didn't like even that. know the show started. And he I just, was eating nachos. He just casually like gets up and and walks on stage. And everybody's like, "Oh, that's the guitarist." Uh, the guitarist, <laughs> just like we suspected. <laughs> We're pretty sure we saw him <laughs> just a few minutes ago. Once again, I want to remind everybody that this is Burn This Day's intro. The guitarist is <laughs> He's sitting to on the side. Mis- eating nachos. Side. You might be wondering, where is that music coming from? It's actually from the guitarist. He's sitting right there in the front on the table. He's trying to be mysterious. Don't fall for it. It's theatricality. This is what we call in the business uh, the Arab mystery. I hate my life. <laughs> the funniest part was like uh, this. Uh, uh, Nick was like, "All right, we're gonna start now." And he's like, "And I was supposed to start the song, you know." And and Nick was like, "Any day now." Oh. And I was like, "Bro, I'm going." <laughs> Ouch, that hurts. Dude, dude, okay, so we have video of this. Actually, it's probably fucking deleted somewhere, but this was the first show we played as Burner's Day at my cousin Stephanie's graduation party. And so, like, Rolly is, like, playing, like, the the beginning part of the song, like, the very first song, and then he's, like, he starts looking over at Chino, like, and then he, like, blatantly looks at Chino and is, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, come on. <laughs> this was a different show, by the way. But he's like looking at Chino like, well, hurry up. Like, 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 play the fucking part. And Chino's like, just they're like all like cool. Like, nah, man. You know, <laughs> you know he looked like, he's like, I'll fucking get to it. Nah, and then, bro. and like fucking Rolly's face. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm just, and then he's just there shaking his head on stage. And I'm just there like, <laughs> I didn't know this happened until after the fact that we watched the video, and I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> so like, like the, the the running joke in the band is like, and hope you don't get offended by this, but like, the running joke in the band is like, "Oh, you pulled the chino," 
because the very, very, the very, 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 very first show we ever played as a band, like before Burn This Day. And Larry touched touched on this like in one of our bad show episodes, or maybe the very first episode, uh, when we played at a, at a friend's house, like in his house at his like it was like a kickback or something. With and, Christmas lights around. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And fucking Rolly, like we we were using that song "Dead Reckoning" from the Smoke and Aces movie, like before we went on, and Rolly just kind of like playing along with it, you know, nee, 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 you know, and it actually sounded good. And then all of a sudden, Chino felt the necessity to play something, so he just goes, <laughs> <laughs> Totally unorthodox. And, and it was like the word, it did not go with anything. And we're <laughs> so anytime, so like from now on, anytime like somebody plays like a bat, like a wrong note or something fucked up, it was like, oh, you pull a Chino, you pull a Chino. I was totally in the zone until I played the note. I was like, fuck, I'm not in the zone, bro. <laughs> So, I'm way off. so Chino, I know you haven't had, you've never had a bad show. What about never. Rolly? Do you have any bad shows that come to mind? Like, I don't know, man. Like anything. I, I have one, but I think it was. Uh, I think that same night we, I don't know, maybe we played too fast or whatever. When I saw the video, my cousin was in town. He was with there. The the. The show where the incident was another band was playing. Like, he's laughing because he knows what he's talking about. I know. What where I got pushed. And I was so <laughs> fucking mad. I was so fucking mad, bro. It's because you were the only because one in the crowd moving around, what man. Happened, man. Dude, I was minding my own business, hanging out with you guys. and my No, I was hanging out with my cousin. We're just chilling. We're just talking. And I was like, oh, mosh, yeah. But, like, I was doing, like, the gestures, whatever, like, fake mosh. In the crowd. And then this big, fat, fucking Jabba the Hutt-looking guy comes, like, Jabba Waka Wuka, or some shit like that. And he drags me into the middle of the fucking, while the band was playing. And it was just me and him, and he fucking pushes me, and I fall. I was so mad, dude. Dude, I wanted to punch him so bad, but then I was in my head. I'm like, dude, you know what? I'm going to puss out. I'm going to look like a pussy right now, and I'm going to let you have your day, you fat fuck, because (laughs) I don't want to fuck this shit up, because we haven't played yet. We hadn't played that. We we hadn't gone on yet, and I was like, man, you fat son of a bitch. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna chill out, but that, I think for me that was like the worst. Bottom line, he the guy was trying to start a pit, you know, but no one was moving. He was that the only fucking one. fat piece of shit. Was the pit, bro? <laughs> that motherfucker could have done it by himself. He was in the pit by himself, and he he noticed Rolly was the one, the only one, uh, you know, banging his head to the music and everything out of the crowd. And he goes, "Yeah, come on, man, he come on." And Rolly's like, "No, bro, what are we talking about?" He fucking he grabs, grabs Rolly and throws him into yeah. the fucking pit that nobody was in, <laughs> and. Throws him to the floor. So, and Rolly was like, what the fuck? It's a one-man pit, bro. Dude, it was a one-man pit. By the way, I think that's like the worst show I've had other than the fact that there was another one where I think Nick accidentally hit my guitar before we started playing. And I was out of tune. It was at the V. Remember, oh. but the at the big V at the, in the uh, on stage, the, the yeah. yeah, the notorious one. Yeah, and then I was out of tune the whole time. But yeah, that that's my my story. To be fair, that's pretty good because both of those stories were like very early on in like the burn this day days. So uh, yeah, Broly and Chino are pretty optimistic and positive when it comes to shows. I think Nick and I are the ones that kind of nitpick and maybe we're a little over analytical. Um, the other one that kind of comes to mind is, um, and this one, there is good intentions behind it. 
but it just for whatever reason did not click the way we would have hoped to but it was uh and, and mind you we're a band we 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 don't really play a lot of out-of-town shows just because <clears throat> we have a lot of other uh, responsibilities that kind of make that very difficult um so we tend to just kind of stay local but uh we had an opportunity to uh play an out-of-town show and go play in Corpus. And I think the original <clears throat> idea was to make a tour out of it. Because uh, at the time, this is maybe a couple years back, but um, we had a good rapport with some of the other bands. Like, you typically, you know, on the bills, you'd see, like, Fiends, The Valley, um, Ryson. Dithala. Dithala, like, uh, Pulses. Like, just this string of, of, of bands, and, and there was, like, kind of a brotherhood to... to Dude. Just before you finish, but like anytime it was Fiends, The Valley, Dithala, and Ryson, um, because like that was before, like, you know, we were playing shows together before even bands like Pulsus, like, started playing shows and shit together with us. But I mean, like, anytime you got those four bands, it was killer. And then, like, when Pulsus came in, like, you'd get a mixture of four of like those five or even like those six bands, because there was like a, there was, you know, there was a lot of interchange. But anytime you had at least like a few of those bands on a show, it was going to be a good show. Uh, for sure and so i think the the idea is like let's let's tour this like uh, this collection of bands like let's make it a thing like let's let's run it through through texas and everybody was excited but like it's one of those things that once it kind kind of comes time for 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 it to happen maybe some bands can't play or maybe you know some bands can do all the shows and maybe some others can't and um anyway like we're doing this show in corpus at a place called boozers and yeah we play this show and and that's the thing right when when you have a whole tour package that is full of a bunch of local bands from the rgv if you're in corpus like you You've, ne you've, you've never heard of these bands. You've never heard, you've never seen these bands. You probably feel more inclined to go watch them, right? No, I would say the opposite, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 like, because at least, like, like maybe if there's, like, some corpus bands to kind of anchor it, you'd be like, okay, <laughs> you know, I like this band. I've heard of this band. And then there's a bunch of out-of-town bands. Okay, let me check these guys out. Oh, they have music videos? badass like i'm i'm cool but when you have a whole tour package which is just a bunch of out-of-town bands that you've never heard of it's a harder sell and so that's exactly what happened we 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 take this tour you know makeshift tour package of all the local bands and 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 we go and we you know the one show that we played in corpus like Nobody was there. Do you remember that? I was so fucking pissed, man, because um, we played, and I think I even said, I want to, and the people who were inside, I was like, I want to thank you all for being inside um, because there was a lot of people outside. So yeah. I said, I want to thank you all for being inside, not anybody outside. I, like, I don't give a fuck. You know, I don't give a shit what those fucking people outside had to say. They weren't there. You know what I mean? They clearly did not fucking feel the necessity to come inside and watch our band, or I should, or the other bands who had played, you know, with us. <clears throat> it was kind of silly because I mean, 
you know, every band from the RGV that went to Corpus to go play was, was we, we were, we're, we're good bands. You know, fucking the same thing happened to Ryson when they played. And yeah. I was like, fuck, like, Ryson kills it when they play down here. <clears throat> like, how the fuck does nobody care that these guys are, like, killing it on stage right now? So, I mean, I took offense to it, not just because of the band, but just because, like, the, the whole RGV scene. It's like, we have good bands down here. Like, let us show you. Like, give us the opportunity yeah. to show you that we represent. I mean, and if you don't like Fiends, that's fine. But you're bound to at least, like, Ryzen like or other, Dithala like, or yeah. The Valley or I think even, um, what are they called? Uh, Mind Eater Mind played Eater that show. Played. Like, Mind Eater's, yeah. Mind Eater's fucking talent. They're a talented band, too. Like, so there's something there for everybody. Give everybody a chance, though. You know? I, I, I think I think for our set, we probably literally played in front of maybe, like, five, six people. Like, and and, and three, one of those two, was two, my cousin. One of those one was, was your, your friend. My friend who came with me from, from Edinburgh just because so, he was like, fuck it, I'll go with you. You don't have to drive back by yourself. There was a random couple that just showed up, and it was cool. I mean, they, they bought a shirt from us. They didn't have to do that. Uh, and the rest were just like like regulars that go not, to the bar and drink. Maybe two regulars and maybe yeah. like three guys from one of the bands that played before us. Yeah, I don't know. You know, like uh, it, you know, it it was very disheartening. It was like yeah, it was a shitty show. It, it, this this show had all. Uh, well, you know the the online presence about it was like pretty like. You know, you thought it was going to be a big show because a lot of people were like, were pretty stoked about it, at least according to the event page. And then, <laughs> I don't even know that to be honest. I don't know how much that you know that promoter. I I still I still would like to go play in Corpus again eventually. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe it was just a bad fucking time. It happens, but I mean, I I do want to go play some out of town shows again. Because I, I think it'd be fun. Uh, it just did not happen. But I also yeah. think that once COVID is not COVID anymore, people are going to want to get out of the house, and we might have a, a lot of people wanting to go to shows. Uh, anyway, the, 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 the part that makes me laugh is that uh, Roly, Chino, and I, we all drove up there together, and Nick met us with one of his friends, and he met us at the show. And literally, as soon as we finished playing, he walked off the stage and he said, I'll see you guys later. And he left. <laughs> yeah. And he I, drove back. I, as soon as we finished fucking playing, like within five minutes, I was in my car on the fucking road, on the expressway back to Edinburgh. I was like, I'm out of here. Fuck this. There was no conversation afterwards. Like he walked, he finished our set. He said later and <laughs> he left. <laughs> They did really. Yeah, they they barbecued for us. Uh, that was nice of them. Uh, but yeah, it was. He was just. I've never seen him leave faster than he did that night. Uh, super funny. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess the other one, the big one that that comes to mind, and uh, this is one where. Uh, in hindsight, uh, Nick almost quit after for this show, and um, this is probably something I'll, I'll have him elaborate on it. But uh, to paint a picture, we are uh, 
um, doing our second EP release show. So this would be for the Nervous Wreck EP. Uh, we put up our own money. We rented out CNL Reyes the first time that we had done that. And uh, we're promoting this this show. It's on a Saturday. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to make a big deal out of that. I think we got an uh, opportunity to uh, be interviewed on the local rock station. Uh, it rhymes with... Shmoo Busy My Who cares The local rock station And um, Yeah mind you this is the first time That any of us have been on the radio It's kind of a surreal moment <laughs> Like uh, uh, maybe you can speak on, on this Chino like For me like just, just Even being on the radio is so strange Especially for a band like ours Because our music is not really meant to be played on the on radio, the radio. Yeah. uh so in a way like that was cool because it was like whoever would have thought you know i know a bunch of like local bands have been played on the radio or whatever and and you know they had a bunch of other bands go and do it but still like just even the idea i mean this gotta be kind of exciting right a little bit like yeah i was be honest you know i was elated that we were actually gonna be on on the radio talking about our music that they're gonna be playing our music you know in between our interview or whatnot and uh uh little did we know that you know some something bad was about to happen you know and and we didn't real we didn't really emphasize on the moment that it happened you know we were just kind of you know okay well you know let's just finish the show already and uh, let's just uh, get this over with, you know, because I, I wasn't feeling it after that moment. I was yeah. kind of like, well, that sucks. Yeah, the idea of it was, uh, uh, the idea of it in theory was cool. But once we actually got there, uh, <laughs> we did the interview with uh, uh, one, uh, the Vampire King. <laughs> I don't need to mention names, but you know who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was very strange because uh, I I felt like during this interview, like you could tell this this guy doesn't really he doesn't give a shit or whatever. Uh, I don't even know that he had any like questions, you know, prepared and uh, but still, right? It's 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 it's. It's a new thing. It's a cool thing to go on the radio or whatever. But um, I don't know, Nick, do you want to take over this? Because this is something. Uh, so basically, we do the interview and there are some things that were said or, or probably things that weren't said that uh, made you very upset. So now um, we do the interview. And mind you, like uh, you, you were not able to make it at the time. So it's, it's me, Chino, and Roly. So... Just to kind of like preface everything, it's like I knew that this was set up, but around the time that I figured out the date of what it was going to be, I had already planned. I had already had plans to fly out of state with my wife for a weekend trip. So when I found out what day it was, I was like, I told Larry, hey, man, I can't make it. Like, I'm going out of town with Jenny. But to me, I mean, yeah, it was cool. I wanted to be on the radio to some degree, but at the same time, it's like it didn't mean that much to me because... I'm like, it's kind of 
weird like being the the vocalist I am because like I don't really care about the attention like I don't care if people fucking know about me or not like it just doesn't mean shit to me but I was stoked because I wanted you guys to have the opportunity to get on there and tell y'all story because I feel like it's easy for me to get up there anytime and people know about me and what I what you know about the band so I was like you know what like you guys do your thing like go fucking have fun with it like y'all represent and, you know, I wanted to go out of town with my wife. We, we flew to Arizona, and we had a great weekend. Um, well, kind of, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, I remember I turned off my phone to get on the fucking plane, and as soon as I get off the plane, my phone's blowing up with some of my friends who, like, heard the interview. And um, the fucking DJ had, like, you know, he probably meant it, like, not to be, like, sound like an asshole, even though he did. He, I, I believe, like, like he was kind of, like, assy, like, uh, so so where's your vocalist? And we're like, oh, he's, you know, he, he, he had plans or, like, he, you know, he was not, he's out of town. He's not able to meet. And he made this big old sting about, like, um, uh, you know, oh, he's too good to be here? He can't, he can't be at the interview? And we're just like, no, he's not here, right? And, uh, and I think... If I remember correctly, he started making like these offhand jokes about uh, maybe you remember more than I. I got do. a text from my friend. It was like, oh, he has like inflammation of the vagina. Yeah. And I was like, man, fuck this motherfucker. Like this guy doesn't fucking know me. It's like this guy doesn't fucking like he doesn't live with me. Like he doesn't know my fucking life. Like who the fuck is this guy to talk shit? So I like as soon. I mean. It's one thing to, like, get off a plane, just totally chill, and then all of a sudden your fucking phone is blowing up with all this bullshit that this guy said about you. So I was really fucking hurt and offended by this fucking guy. I was, man, fuck this guy, dude. Um, you know, like, what? I was, like, thinking, like, you know, like, I'm glad this didn't happen, but can you imagine, like, if I got out of town, like, for, like, a, love, like, a loved one or a family member, like, was in the hospital or some bullshit? Like, I wonder if he would have felt bad about that. No, he wouldn't. No. So anyway, I was like really upset about that whole fucking thing and that, it, it, you know, it, it kind of ruined my weekend, to be honest, and it was supposed to be a fun weekend and I just couldn't like fucking just brush it off, you know, and, and I was kind of hurt because like, it didn't seem like, um, it didn't seem like anybody had my back and that's a, you know, and when I look back at it now, it's a lot to ask of anybody to feel that way or like. Be like, you know what, man, fuck you. Like, that's my friend you're talking about, blah. You know, I didn't even want that. But, I mean, like, I guess my whole thing was if maybe I had been there and, and he had said something about you guys, you know, maybe if I didn't have said it, maybe if he, if maybe, like, once, you know, I wouldn't have made a big stink about it on air, but maybe if it was off the air, I was like, hey, man, that wasn't cool. I mean, I can say I would have done that. I don't know. I, I, was, I wasn't in that position. So, I mean, it's hard to say. But either way, I was just really hurt by the whole fucking thing. Because, I mean, like, what if, like, one of my family members, like, fucking tuned in on the radio and this fucking guy's talking shit about, about me, you know? Yeah. So I was just really hurt by, by what he said because I thought it was fucked up. You, you took it personally. I took it, yeah. I was like, I take it. I do take it. I take things a lot, really personally. You took it personally and... And, 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 you, I, and I, I felt like, you know, I felt like I didn't, you know, nobody had my back about yeah. the whole thing. Like, let's just be honest about it. I felt like nobody had my back. Uh, so we could probably fast forward. So this, if this was on a Thursday, this EP release show was on a Saturday. The, it was the following week. I think it was the same week. No, because because the the video interview was on a Friday. Okay. So I was out of town Saturday, Sunday, and then I came back Monday 
Okay. And the, and the show was like that following Saturday. Okay. So um, it was a week time. And of course, you guys were getting ready for the show. Y'all were getting together to practice. And, you know, we were in the group text, y'all were very active. And um, you were not. I was not. I, I didn't say a word to anybody. I was like, I, and, and, you know, and I told these guys this, that I haven't talked to these guys about this show since that night because I just wanted to, like, leave it behind me. In fact, it's kind of, like, weird for me to talk about it now because I just, it's hard for me. I, I don't like to think about it because I turned full Axel Rose that night. But, I mean, and I'm not happy about it, to be honest. But, I mean, um, I didn't say anything to these guys. And in my head, I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to go this weekend. Like I don't even know if I'm gonna show up. Like I don't, I don't know if yet. So my wife had kept asking me that week, like, you know, your show's coming up. Like, you know, I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, well, are you gonna get ready? I'm like, I don't know. Like I kept it even with, I was keeping it short even with her. But I know that she was trying to help you guys out. Like, hey, like you have a responsibility to go to this shit. So y'all are getting together and practicing, and I and I have a feeling that you're kind of baiting me to try to get in the conversation because nobody had heard from me in days. And so um, it gets later on into the week. It's like the day before, and still, like, I haven't responded to any of you guys because I didn't know if I was going to show up or not. So um, that Saturday, my wife is, like, telling me, like, you, you need to go to the show. Like, you can't just fucking do that. And so I didn't say yes or no. And I was like, I had made plans with some friends to go hang out before the show that night anyway. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to go hang out with my friends and get fucking drunk and shit. And which I did. But I mean, we still had a good show. <laughs> Let's just say that. But I mean, not that not to take away from what happened. But I mean, I'm uh, I'm finally leaving my apartment that night. And I'm going to go meet up with some friends and we're going to go out for some drinks before the show. And then Jenny's like, do you even know what songs you're playing tonight? And I'm like, nope. And she's like, maybe you should find out. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I should. And I kind of said it kind of sarcastically. So I was like, you know what? Like, I need to stop being like this. So I was like, you know what? Like, these guys are counting on me. Like, yeah, I'm pissed off about it. But you know what? Like, I'm better than this. So I, I finally fucking texted Larry. I'm like, what songs are we playing tonight? Mind you, we're playing like two hours later. And he calls me and he's like, you know, he starts talking to me and I tell him straight up, like, dude, I think it's really fucked up, this whole fucking situation. Like, I told him, I told him straight up, I don't, honestly, man, before tonight, I didn't even know if I was going to go tonight. Like, I was getting ready to just be like, you know what, fuck you guys. Y'all do it without me. Good luck. I'll see y'all around. But you know what? I owe it to you guys to play this show because we put a lot of work into it. It's not fair to you guys. You know, y'all are counting on me, so I'm going to fucking do it. And it's not right for me to fuck. And I'm, and I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to fucking do my job like I always do. I'm not going to fucking half-ass it. But I was like, I want to let you know I'm fucking hurt that that motherfucker said that shit, and nobody fucking had the audacity, nobody fucking had the gall to at least even tell him off the air, hey, man, what you said wasn't cool. And you know what? If uh, I told and I told them like you know maybe if I had been in the same position as you all, I would have at least had the you know I would have the gall to tell them something like hey man that wasn't fucking cool, but I mean it's easy for me to say that now I wasn't in y'all's position so it's not fair to it's not fair for me to put y'all in that spot. But anyway, and I told him like I, I I was very honest with Larry I was like I didn't even know if I was gonna fucking go tonight 
and you know and and larry was really genuine about it and he felt super bad about it and um and i'm glad that we talked and i felt bad because i was like yelling at larry over the phone like a fucking like fucking axel rose you know and and um it wasn't till like I had like an hour to kind of cool off and, and realize that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't right of me to be act that way. So, um, we, I go out to some a bar with some friends and then it's time for me to go to the show and we get to the show and I meet up with Larry and me and Larry just like, you know, we give each other a hug and we just hash it out and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like I'm, I'm you know, I, I realize that this whole band is bigger than me being a fucking baby. And, um, you know, I remember we go out, we, we all meet up outside and I tell y'all how I felt about the whole thing because y'all didn't even know about how I felt. And I, I just felt, I felt really hurt by the whole thing. And then we just kind of like brushed it off and then we went on and had a good show. And, um, since that day, I never talked about it again. I didn't bring it up to anybody else. I, I don't even talk about it with my wife. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things where I just like I just didn't want to remember it. I just let it go and I just it brushed it off and it ended up I, I made it out to be a bigger deal than what it was and I apologize for that. But um he can still kiss my ass. <laughs> it's okay, nobody likes him. Uh no, yeah, so I guess from my perspective, yeah, I remember like you uh, either I called you, you called me, but we talked on the phone and honestly, I was kind of like blindsided by it. Like, and, and that's probably my fault too, that I just didn't like realize, uh, how upset you were. And I should have noticed that like, Hey, this, this guy's not really responding or he's kind of quiet, more quiet. That's not, that's uncharacteristic of you. Um, and, but also too, like, I know that I was kind of wrapped up in a lot of stuff because this is our first show that you know we put up the money to to rent it out not not a bunch of bands will go out of their way to do that like it, and, and you know that's true i mean that was the other reason why i felt i need to show up because we all you know we put money into this like we p- took money out of our own pockets to put this together you know what i mean like it's not just my money but it's your money and chino's money and Rolly's yeah. money like we all did this to put on a good show for people and I think that's what I was most wrapped up in because uh, if anybody knows me, I, I do a lot of like the promotion and, 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 and it's very difficult for me, but I like, I, I do it anyway. And, and my biggest concern that night was, okay, like, are, I need to make sure that we have a, a, a badass set, but also I was, I was completely worried. Like, I was afraid, like, nobody's going to show up to this. What did we do? Like, you don't know until uh, people actually are there. You, you know, you can think that you're going to have a good show. You can think that the, the engagement on the Facebook, you know, uh, mm-hmm. event page is, is, is good. But until people are actually there, you just don't know. So, like, my thought was, like, fuck, we're not going to make our money back we're we're gonna be negative like this sucks like what what if nobody shows up and so when i talked to you on the phone like i just i i had no idea that that bothered you uh so much and and once you were telling me i was like and and i remember i apologized to you a bunch of times and i was like i wish i had known because had i known earlier we could have hashed this out like way sooner and it made me very sad because 
none of us intended, you know, for that to happen. Now, when you do those like radio shows, I mean, we all know that this is this is not like a standard radio interview. Like this is like your shock jock crude humor. Like, I don't know. I guess for me, when stuff like that happens, I'm and I'm faced with this a lot of times. It's like, what do you do in that situation? Do you you're trying to promote your show mm-hmm. that you put money into. It's not somebody else's show. This is our show. You're promoting your EP. That's why we're on here. You know, so we're trying to spread the word. Now, you know, when he's making dumb little jokes, to me, you know, nobody nobody thought they were funny, right? It's like, do I do we make a big deal or do we do what we're there to do for? Like what's 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 the greater good? And and also like I I feel like I'm I'm faced with this uh this problem a lot because i i work with a lot of like older patients right yeah yeah sure and and maybe maybe to put this in perspective just where i'm my head is at i work with a bunch of older patients and a lot of these patients are are perverted they're racist they're they're older they're stuck in their old way and they say a lot of like inappropriate or like fucked up things and i always struggle with that like do, do i make this a big deal do i like set this old man straight because he's saying something I don't agree with and that makes me upset or do I just let it go and just do what I'm there supposed to and and I I didn't do what I should have done and so yeah and that's something I apologize to you for but I I think in that situation we were just like do we make this deal or do we just fucking ha ha uncomfortably laugh at this stupid ass joke and and just you know just i don't know i don't know what the right answer is but you know and 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 when i look back at it now and i've been thinking about it like i don't know either and i think that's why i've been kind of like reluctant to talk about it since that day i just i didn't feel a necessity to do it because i didn't think it was fair to like make you guys do anything and i just was like you know what it happened um i was just overwhelmed by the whole thing too i mean it's one thing i mean imagine getting off a phone your fucking phone is just blowing up about just fucking negative things told about you by some guy who doesn't even fucking know you i mean like it's like dude i was just totally relaxed right now my wife having a good time on a fucking airplane and then all of a sudden i'm just getting these fucking negative comments about this fucking guy who thinks he's a vampire you know (laughs) i i I think that's why like it didn't even cross my mind because it's like he's never met you he doesn't know who you are half they're just like they're empty if if you it, you know they're insults but like they're empty insults because yeah you know like i was mad i was mad about the whole thing like i don't like that guy like i'm still mad at him and i'll hold a grudge till the fucking day i die probably but i mean like the thing with like with you guys it's not fair to y'all and i just fucking like that same night i was like you know it's not worth it i love these guys like it's not fair to put these guys in this position and and, and that's why i was just like this is fucking silly of me to act this way just you know, I got over it and, we, you know, and it's not. And and for us, like we were probably excited to do that interview, but we left like, yeah, like it killed it because it, in previous like previous interviews, you know, like they'd had other like DJs interview the bands and 
I feel like the DJs would be like engaged and like asking like educated questions. They generally wanted to know about the bands, and this guy, he he couldn't care less. Like, I remember this one time we kind of told him like, you know, just our mantra is just kind of like, you know, I see us doing maybe like three EPs and then calling it quits because that was our vision. It just like, it, it, our this style of music is very difficult to. Maintain. to be to yeah. maintain to be original and we wanted to go out like on on a high so we didn't want to stay longer than 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 we needed to and then just kind of rehash like the same old stuff so like we set those kind of ground rules like you know on the down low or whatever and we kind of explain and and then i just remember him just like kind of like downplaying just be like nah does basically like that's dumb like y'all can just keep going this band does it this band doesn't it i was like we're telling you this is what we're gonna do we're not you know we're not trying to get you to talk us out of it or tell us you know what we're our plans are dumb like no with so anyway uh and and you know how you say oh you know i would have said you know maybe something off air in between um, us being interviewed on air, we were trying to, <laughs> do you remember this? We were trying to uh, program our songs because none of that had been done prior. They didn't have our songs. So we were trying to like, uh, uh, we were trying to upload them to like uh, their server and try to get them to uh, the DJ so we could figure out what songs you know could be played and then the other thing was too is like we had no radio friendly songs all of our songs pretty much had like cuss words or, or fucks in it so we're literally Isn't that funny how like eventually you got to the point where i was like okay i'm not gonna say fucking this song so that way we can play it <laughs> exactly as like so or we spent all the time in between either trying to find a song that was clean for us to play over the air or him getting well, well untitled ended up being what was what y'all played right that was one of them so that the, worked out the best probably. yes yes but i think out of four songs like we were scrambling because we assumed that you know uh, there's a whole miscommunication we thought that you know they had our songs they didn't so it, a lot of it was like done on the fly and then other stuff is like oh what song do you want to hear like request a song so us trying to figure out like yeah. you know like uh, play a corn song play a lip biscuit song or play something yeah. so there wasn't too much like conversation going on in between it was a lot of like on the fly and scrim. anyway um chino do you have anything to add like how did you feel when you heard about it? were you surprised when nick told you all this like you know, he was very, very upset. Well, yeah, you had told me that the night of the show, and I was like, oh, man, I didn't know it was that that deep, you know. But uh, I remember when it happened in the radio station, like I told you, you know, I was so, so elated of actually doing the radio, you know, the radio interview and all that, promoting the show because we put so much effort and money into it, you know, and you put in all this work and are like, let's do this, whatever, and then it... Like I said, you know, it killed the vibe when he said what he said, you know, about Nick. And I was like, dude, I was thinking about you guys, you know, you and Broly and Josh was there, too, you know. And I was like, dude, that was fucked up, you know. And, and the guy kept on saying, like, just don't do use curse words when you do the interview. I I ended up. Oh, yeah, you're the first one. I, I said, I'm going to curse. 
I did it intentionally, man. I didn't tell you guys, but I, I'm gonna. <laughs> I cursed on the fucking radio. I was like, you know what? We, what was he saying? He was talking about. He was talking about like, oh man, we get fined for all these words. <laughs> like, oh, you know, I'll throw an F and an F bomb in there or something like that. Like, yeah, here you go, F this, and you know, oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. But uh, I, it totally killed the whole thing, you know. Um, when he, when he, when he, when he said what he said, you know, about Nick and stuff, and I was like, fuck, well, shit. But uh, but ultimately, I was thinking about, you know, you know what. I always turn to to you, Larry. You know, I'm because uh, you're you're kind of like the leader. I always saw you as the leader of the band, man. No, yeah, you are. Uh, that's For funny because I barely said anything <laughs> in that interview. It was all you guys. Actually, it was very very cool because like you guys barely rarely get to talk. So yeah. I was excited for both of you because you all got to share your story. And and I don't think I ever told you, Chino or Rolly, but Larry actually told me this in a conversation between he and I. He was like, "Dude, I was so stoked that you know like." Chino and Rolly like finally had a chance to like speak and like that was like there was like it was like their show and I was cool with that and I was like yeah that's nice man like like that's good for them you know and so I didn't mean to interrupt you but like that was like that was for real like he actually had told me that I I I know uh, by design Nick and I uh we can be uh yeah like I think you said it like we can be dictators sometimes and that's just because we're very passionate about, you know, what we want this to be. But, um, when, when there's those opportunities for you guys to get to share your story, I get so happy because I know like the, that doesn't happen too often. So, uh, you know, I thank you guys for putting up with us for as long as you have. And, you know, I, I appreciate you guys for, uh, you know, for doing that. And so, when you guys get those chance, like I, I, I don't take it for granted. Uh, so I guess, yeah. So that was definitely one. Did, um, did, did you talk to Chino about like my conversation with you before that show? Uh, probably maybe be, yeah. You know what? Because when I was talking to you, I was, um, outside of CNL Ray and I was kind of directing traffic with, with like some of the bands and, uh, I, I was doing a lot of things that mm-hmm. night, you know, in between like setting up my drums and making sure everybody else was doing what they needed to be. Like I, I was wearing a lot of caps that night. So when you kind of hit me with that, I was like, Oh shit. Like the, it, I had no idea. And um, yeah, I, I think I kind of explained to them and they were kind of like, same thing they were surprised and you know and i think we all had a conversation in person mm-hmm. like you said like about an hour before we played and i guess the 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 ironic thing is that you know we hashed it out and then we played a badass set and it was like none of that happened because yeah like i was like i watched the video that set the other night somebody had posted a video on youtube and like i was like you could tell like i was legit happy to be up on that stage and so um you know i apologize for being the fucking asshole that i am that night you know it's just it was it was just the only way i knew how to react about the whole thing and like i said like i don't like to talk about it that much anymore i just i, I, I let it just die that night and never talked about it again until right now so I mean, um, you know, I apologize for putting you on that position, and it wasn't right of me. And 
you know, it was more so just me being fucking offended by some, uh, something some asshole said, but I should have, you know, it, it's between me and someone else that I'm never even going to fucking talk to and I have nothing to say to anyway. And, and I think I could speak for everybody. Like we apologize for not, uh, not talking about it sooner. Letting all that I time I think maybe pass that's by. what it was, dude. It's like nobody acknowledged it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, other people were telling me this, and like the other guys are not telling me anything. Like, like come on. Like, it, I it, know what happened. Yeah, it went over our heads. And because, like you said, that whole week kind of passed by, you know, from your perspective, you're like, nobody said anything. Nobody's even noticing that I'm not active in this chat. Nobody's even like reached out to me. And, you know, I, I can make excuses and but, say I, mean, I was like, busy, but, you it, know. I mean, like, just also, like, think about it. Like, I didn't know the set list till, like, an hour and a half or two before I actually went on stage. Like, yeah. some people were like, oh, fuck, I didn't practice this song. I mean, I don't, I don't do that. But, I mean, like, <laughs> it's like I had no idea what songs were in what order. Yeah. I mean, I mean, are we playing songs that I know or songs that I haven't played in a while? That way I can at least look up the lyrics again because I, I don't remember them all in detail. But, I mean, it was fucked up of me. I mean, I'm not happy with it. I'm not happy with the whole situation, but that's why I like I just let it happen. It's over, and I just you know I moved on. Uh, and so I hope that all of us did. I mean, if if you know, hopefully nobody's holding any any ill will towards me. <laughs> uh, that's so. I guess to put it into context, like, um, being in a band is like being in a relationship and the key to being in a good relationship is communication. And for all four of us, we're, you know, practically we're, we're best friends, we're family. And at that time we did not have good communication. And, uh, I mean, that happens in life because you, you get busy, you get busy in, in your own personal stuff and, and you, you, you get so comfortable with each other. You just assume that, you know, you don't need to talk about these things, but uh, sometimes you do. And, um, that's probably the worst thing that's ever happened. That's probably like the most heated it's ever gone. Aside from that, it's all been pretty rosy. It's all been pretty good. I mean, I can't really think of any other things. I mean, I can think of a couple of times where maybe we wanted to quit, but it's never gotten at odds, you know, like that. And I think there was a lot of feelings heard and there's a lot of things that should have, would have, could have been done. Um, but ultimately at the end of the day, like we all got together and we all shared the stage and we got to play a badass show and mm -hmm. it was vindication too, because that show, uh, you know, I was worried that nobody would show up. A lot of people showed up <laughs> <laughs> and it was honestly one of the, one of the better, best shows, uh, we played because all my favorite people were in one room and I, you can't ask for anything better, you know? I we created you know we wrote a, a, an album we wrote an EP and we got to play it in front of everybody and you know we've talked about shows where we play in front of five people we got to play a you know a room full of people and they were all you know not to sound uh, arrogant but for that night was about us and I, I can say that because that's what it was for it was about us and people were there to see us yeah and, you know, we got to share that moment together. So, I mean, what more can you ask for? So 
it was like the worst, uh, you know, the lowest of lows, but also the highest of highs. Because I think by the end of the night, like, we all had a great time. It's funny. Like, uh, I know I've talked a lot already, but I was like so drunk before we went on. <laughs> That I had to go to the bathroom to throw up, to sober up, and I was like, "Okay, I'm ready to go." <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah! <laughs> because I couldn't remember the songs, <laughs> and then I was like, "Okay, guys, I know everything," and that was a good thing that I did that. <laughs> this is good. This is like our Saint Anger moment. Yeah, you know, there's just something about da, Chino da, da, Chino being in the room that makes this happen. I guess. I know, yeah. man. I yeah. mean, I mean, if we all can, like, we all can agree that, like. Chino was the biggest asshole of that week, right? For sure, man. I was. You know. Do, I mean, do you have any closing remarks about the whole thing, Chino? No, man. I just, uh, I always look at the bright side of things. You know, I, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of like. You hey, know, you're Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Oh, for sure, oh, man. Wow. I'm like, and he's taking to, a drag. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to, you know, see the, you know, like. I mean, like y'all said, you know, we had a, a good fucking show, and that's that's what I'm gonna. That's that's what that's what people remember. That's what people remember, man. I mean, like. And that's what I remember. But I mean, oh. like, I knew I knew what you know all this shit. It sucked, dude. Like for real, it, it made me feel like shit. You know, when you told Larry and he told us, I was like, shit, dude. What the fuck? We were in a situation like, what the hell, dude? You know, I mean, like, I I didn't know. I, I didn't think it hit it, it would impact you that much, you know, and I was like, fuck dude. I felt like crap for that during during that show, but we, we still we still we still, you know I think that's why I felt like I felt the necessity to tell you guys because as my, my my brothers, you know, I had to tell you all how I felt. Yeah. But also I had I I felt like the the responsibility to tell you guys like I'm over it. Like I wanna go on fucking stage and just fucking rock it out and just yeah, let's and have no, a good time. And, and that's what we did, you know. I, I I was, I was, I felt like shit, dude, that night until we hit the stage. I, usually what I do when I get on stage, I, I, I lose myself in the music, dude. I don't, I don't think yeah, man. anything else but the fucking music. Every, everything after that doesn't matter. It and doesn't you, matter, you feel like back to baseline. It's fucking great. And, that and that's what show. I fucking miss. Fuck you, COVID, you piece of shit. And, and that's, that's what I took out of that night, man. I didn't, I didn't dwell on the negative i just said you know what let's continue on to stay positive yeah man for real that's why you know like i said earlier like i don't you know i don't like talking about this night a whole lot i just put it behind me and it's been like smooth sailing since that night we've had great fucking shows it's been a good good time being for in sure, yeah uh so this has been this has been wow we started off uh, fun <laughs> we ended uh got pretty serious uh but no this is good this has been good therapy hour because as yeah. as as you mentioned we haven't really talked about any of this stuff so i think it's it's not since that night yeah so that's yep. what's cool about this platform is it affords you the opportunity to talk about things that maybe you normally wouldn't talk about so um on three one two three boom shakalaka <laughs> anyway no <laughs> no uh, uh. <laughs> Oh no, yeah. Oh, that's probably the worst yeah. way to end this. No, Nick, uh, I'll let you have the last word, man. Anything that you want to say to cap now, this off? If anybody deserves the last word, it's fucking Chino. That's true. Well, um, uh, fuck someday. For sure, man. No, I mean, kidding. all I can say is no, I'm not. glad. You know, I stuck with you guys. You know, for as long as we have. You know, doing this. This whole journey, you know, this musical journey, you know, with you guys, this has been for sure, man, a highlight of my life. And 
I enjoy every single time I spend time with you guys, you know, especially on stage, man. It's fudge, man. It's like, it's my favorite thing. I love you guys so much, man. So when we're all there, dude, when we're all like on the same page, exactly, fuck, man, you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude. dude I, really quick before we end, like, I remember there's one time we played a hop shop show, dude. And we set up, we went outside, we let like our, our we let like a song play and then we play, started playing our intro and then we all walked in together from outside and people were like yeah and i was like wow i actually like it's so cool that people like give a shit about our band for once like considering the lowest of lows we had like we finally reached the point where like people were like stoked to watch us and so um i don't want to lose that man like i'll fucking i'll fucking keep giving him my all even though my fucking back hurts all the time you know, all these fucking youngsters coming out, putting on their bands. You know what? Fine. Let, let y'all come play. Y'all come play. But, you know, these old guys, we're going to keep fucking bringing it too, man. We're not going to fucking stop. Yeah, y'all y'all listeners out there, man, y'all get ready for our third album, man. It ain't going to, man, it's going to go hard, man. Dude, yeah. Y'all better be ready for that There's shit, some man. fucking, like, there's new songs written. They're coming out. So... Get ready for it, man. It's it's gonna be the heaviest of heavy, man. So and, stay tuned. Uh, wait, wait. Rolly has something to say about it. Hurry, hurry. Just get ready to get your minds blown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on that note, for Rolly, Nick, Cheeto, and myself, this has been the Fiends Podcast. Get your minds blown. We'll Boom, see you next shakalaka. week. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka.